0: Hey everyone, welcome to Resilience Unraveled. This podcast is a result of my fascination with subjects like resilience, accountability, burnout, life fulfillment, and other life and work based performance issues, as well as many of the other obsessions I bump into in my life. I spend my time working with highly successful teams, people, and organizations, and this podcast introduces their remarkable stories and expertise as well as my own synthesis of the key issues strategies tips tools and resources to thrive in life if you find this podcast useful why not go over to our site qedod.com if you'd like some resources on how to manage and beat burnout head to qedod.com forward slash burnout 2019 for some goodies stay tuned to the end to find out details of how to order a free ebook enjoy the podcast so today I'm talking to Cara Landau and, uh, about a subject I'm A, passionate about, B, really fascinated by in terms of its effects, but know actually relatively little about it. So, well, why not talk to an expert, an expert dietitian? And the person we've got to talk to is Cara, Cara Landau from Uplift Foods. So hi, Cara.
1: Hi, thank you for having me today.
0: And I notice immediately by your accent, you don't sound as if you're, the, you're in the UK.
1: <laughs> no, I was visiting a couple of weeks ago, but uh, I am an Australian who is based in New York City, so woman of the globe. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a story around that as well. How did you end up in New York, she sounds great?
1: <laughs> yeah, I did not intend to end up here. I came across about seven years ago on an exchange program in my master's studies, and I was meant to come for three months. But life had another plan for me, and seven years later, I am definitely home here. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. Well, tell us a little, yeah. bit, about, tell us a little bit about yourself. With pleasure. Uh, so I'm an Australian registered dietitian and accredited nutritionist, and my background has very much been focused around prebiotics as the fuel for probiotics, yeah. and a at that time when I moved overseas, I actually decided to write a book. I'd gone through a very big breakup and I was feeling very stressed. And as a dietitian already, I knew that food had to play some sort of role in, in our mental well-being, but I just had never understood what. And so I ended up becoming an author at that point and writing a book called The Clean Separation that discovered this emerging field of what's called now psychobiotics, which is the connection between gut-healthy nutrients and, and our mood. And so from there, I guess I've created a very specialised area where I have been sharing predominantly with the media or helping in the food industry to create healthier products and to educate consumers and people on how they can nourish their gut health to support their mood, uh, and that has led on to what now is the company that I founded a couple of years ago, called Uplift Food, uh, which is a gut health and mood-focused company, and, and we've got a couple of products and eBooks which we can talk about later.
0: Fantastic. And so, um, and so, the, the, the this link between food and mood—you're you, you're basically saying that that's that's something that's proven, or is it? an idea or a hypothesis where where you know where's where is thinking on that
1: oh there is so much science behind it i think it started off more sort of at a surface area, area looking at particular types of eating patterns that were more supportive of preventing depression and anxiety and things like the Mediterranean diet eating more healthy fats eating less refined sugars, less refined carbohydrates we're all showing to have positive effects. But then as the science keeps digging deeper and deeper and deeper, they're starting to find that our gut and our brain are connected and there's signa- signaling pathways that could lead to this reduction in stress to our brain. And so it is really interesting, uh, the science of psychobiotics, uh, continuing to grow but in addition the further research on which particular nutrients and you know on that more broader scale uh, are going to be beneficial or detrimental to our mental health so
0: so what we're saying so what you're saying is that the the, the way your gut works affects directly mood stress depression your ability yes. to handle the day-to-day so so what uh, what what you know, how do how do you get a bad how do
1: you get a bad gut as it were? Yeah, so so I guess it, like just to try to simplify it down, when we we already have probiotics inside our gut from when we are born, right. but when we don't feed them, they that diversity of probiotics. Kind of dies away, and so or you get imbalances of the bad to good bacteria that you don't want because you haven't been feeding the good bacteria. Uh, and so what happens is that if we were to eat prebiotics, which is the fuel for probiotics, you consume the prebiotics the, the prebiotics, the probiotics in our gut naturally ferment those, and the byproducts are able to reduce the stress signals to our brain. And so it creates this anti-inflammatory environment. And what we do know is that depression and anxiety are directly connected to having inflammation in the body. So hopefully that breaks it down a bit about, you know, one of the very key mechanisms of how nourishing our gut with, you know, with the nutrients it needs, they can then send these anti-inflammatory signals rather than the opposite being the inflammatory signals, uh, that can affect our mood.
0: That makes sense. But there's a lot of talk in certainly in the UK about probiotics as having less of an effect Mm. because, because the sort of, the sort of, supposedly these things contained in little pots of yogurts and such like, but is that, is that what you mean by probiotics?
1: So when I talk about, uh, prebiotics like PRE, that's talking about like fermentable fibers or what's called resistant starches. And I'm more than happy to give some suggestions of what sort of foods they would be found in. Uh, When we talk about the, the issue with probiotics, and maybe it's worth touching on some of the things you just mentioned. So something like yogurt, that can have probiotics in it to ferment the actual yogurt, but it doesn't mean that it has a probiotic benefit to us as the host because those there may, there may not be enough probiotics in there at levels that actually pass through our acidic stomach to make their way to our gut to then add to the diversity of probiotics that we already have inside of us and so what's really beneficial here is if we can go for that preventative measure of consuming the prebiotics and feeding what we already have inside of us and you know we all have different microbiomes we all have different makeups of bacteria that we need to keep in balance and by fueling what we already have our body is usually pretty smart at being able to then maintain that balance and that diversity so that we can reap the benefit
0: i see so so the the strategy is to feed the prebiotics so it builds your or your own ability to create
1: that. yeah I see. correct to, for us to eat the prebiotics and yeah. they will feed the probiotics we already have inside of us. Yeah.
0: So, so I'm guessing that um, you mentioned the Mediterranean diet, that was a lot about fruits and vegetables and uh, high fiber stuff and whole grain and such like, it, 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 I mean, do you find prebiotics within sort of common vegetables and fruits mm-hmm. or, or are there better sources?
1: So you do find them inside fruits and vegetables and legumes, as an example, uh, which are all, you know, found in the Mediterranean diet. But uh, what's interesting is that a lot of the commonly consumed fruits and vegetables are not very dense sources. So the things that we eat today, such as a tomato and lettuce and carrots, you know, broccoli, they're not the the richest sources. Whereas the types of vegetables, as an example, that are very rich in prebiotics, are uh, things like chicory root, dandelion greens, uh, asparagus, and onion are two that are a little bit more commonly consumed, garlic uh, as well. But as you can see, that they're, they're not foods that I would say most people eat every day, regularly, in the doses that would be required to reap the benefit. Uh, wh- you do have. Some of the more interesting, uh, I believe, quite interesting uh, ingredients that are very rich in prebiotics are those that are rich in what you call resistant starches. So uh, resistant starches, as the name suggests, are starches that resist digestion by us and make their way to our gut so that the probiotics can ferment them. So acting very similarly to a fibre. And they can actually... They can be found naturally in, again, some random foods like unripe bananas, which you can find in a flour form these days as green banana flour. But, you know, just if you have a banana before it becomes super yellow, that's one way of getting them in. But interestingly, when you cook and then cool a grain or a potato, we actually can develop resistant starch. Ah. So, So if someone likes to roast their potatoes, and then they let them cool. And then you can actually reheat them after that. You just have to let them cool once. We develop resistant starch, and therefore your body doesn't digest all the carbohydrates per se from that food. It acts more like a fiber, and it selectively feeds the good gut bacteria. So very powerful and beneficial.
0: Interesting. So, so I notice uh, in some of the... Um on your site, it talks a little bit about the scientific experts, and you and you make reference to um, um, Dr. Michael Mosley, who, who wrote the clever gut yeah. and he and he talks a lot about this idea, and you know, sort of very much, you know, reinforcing what you're saying. It's this, it's this idea of having things which are um, fermenting, which which mm. is important, uh, and the resistant starch. So you talked about yeah. green bananas.
1: How else can we
0: find a good, good yes. prebiotics
1: so yeah there's green bananas, there's also like I mentioned if you cook and then cool your pasta or rice or potatoes, potatoes are actually one of the densest sources uh, once you cook and cool them uh, and then also some of the vegetables that I mentioned uh, yes. in, I know as in the UK uh, at least I'm pretty sure you can get ingredients like lupini beans so Uh, lupin which is a legume uh, that can be a real they're really dense in soluble prebiotic fibers so Mm. the other type of prebiotics uh, and so I definitely recommend them. Uh, There's also but but, you know most legumes and lentils you can get a little bit so uh, I would recommend trying to find ways to incorporate them into your diet for a number of reasons Uh, and then if someone likes oats if you have them uncooked, so making something like overnight oats or a bircher muesli-style recipe rather than heating and cooking your oats, uh, yeah. raw oats actually have a very high-resistant starch percentage. So they're another very interesting way to get them in. Uh, and if you pair them with something like kefir and you make, you know, an oats with some kefir, which has, uh, has good types of probiotics that actually do make their way to your gut. Uh, That can be a really nourishing breakfast option, as an example.
0: Yes. Now, I do notice on your site a good, healthy prebiotic fiber protein pancake recipe. Now, as a as a fan of pancakes, (laughs) (laughs) how on earth? How? I mean, I'm I'm already I'm already thinking about having that for tomorrow. So, how, how, how does something like that help us? Yeah.
1: Well, it's giving you a blend of all the nutrients that would one, keep you satisfied, but two, nourish your gut. So uh, that recipe would have been incorporating the Daily Uplifter, which was a product that I personally formulated to try to give people this Jerusalem artichoke in a, you know, ground down into a powder, and uh, there is a bit of green banana flour in there. Uh, However, if you heat, you need to make sure that you don't heat it too on too high a heat uh, because the resistant starches found inside green banana flours do get destroyed if you heat things too high. So I would say, recommend to to your listeners that if they see recipes for banana bread made with green banana flour, uh, that that's going to have been baked for too long at too high a temperature and that would not necessarily give you the gut health benefits anymore. So just, just be mindful. But yeah, that's what the pancakes would have incorporated uh, to include the gut health benefits. Because I think,
0: I think some of the time when people are talking about healthy diet, it becomes a bit, um, you look at the food and it looks, because, it looks a bit worthy, dare I say, dull, dare I say, tasteless. But actually, some, okay. of the, some
1: of the things that I'm looking at on your, on your yeah. site, they look, they look pretty <laughs> exciting, really. Oh, I mean, I'm a, I've been a foodie my entire life. Uh, there is no way that I would be uh, suggesting to people that they eat bland food. I think there's a way of getting these gut-healthy nutrients in, in very enjoyable forms. So that's what I try to share.
0: Yeah. So you told. So you mentioned that you you created a product called the the Daily Uplifter. Tell me, tell me about the motivation for um, creating that and how you went about that.
1: Yeah. So I had been on. I had been online with a social profile called the Prebiotic Dietitian for many years, and I had been sharing all these recipes that you mentioned. If you, if someone goes onto my Instagram, they can scroll back for years and see all these. Uh, very nice tasting recipes that I had created, and I kept getting feedback from my audience saying, Cara, this sounds amazing, but I'm never going to order all those different specialty ingredients." Mm-hmm. And and I guess I just felt that you know it it needed to be done. Someone needed to create uh, a product that was easy to use and and took into consideration people's current dietary habits and lifestyle patterns that they're you know in a rush and and then a lot of the time and not trying to ignore what people are actually doing i I feel like a lot of the time when i was you know know, 10 years ago when i was in a private practice and i was making personalized recommendations and a lot of the time you're making recommendations based on you know the the best options for that nutrient, but it's not really taking into consideration what the, you know, what the way the person is already eating. And I really felt that I wanted to, you know, there's people making smoothies, there's people that want to be able to have pancakes, there's people that want to be able to bake something and then take it with them, you know, in their lunch and be able to have a healthier snack and not buy something mid afternoon. And so uh, I guess that's where the motivation came to create that particular product. Uh, but knowing, knowing dietary patterns that's actually led to me also currently uplift food is in the process of developing a snack range of sort of grab and go gut health focused cookies because i felt that again there was an opportunity uh instead of or biscuits in the uk and instead of people you know feeling like they either have you know this as you said bland sort of healthy or they could have something very unhealthy, I felt like there was a way of actually giving a functional benefit. So uh, there's been a lot of focus on trying to understand the way people eat and, and, and move and all of that and then create products that can that can support them, get these gut health prebiotics into their diet.
0: So, the, so there must be two elements to the, the strategy of building a, pro, a food product. I'm sorry, I do find this fascinating, so do forgive me for digging a bit deeper here, but... There must be the two things it must be it must have enough goodness or enough of the um yeah. to make it good for you then it obviously needs to um it needs to taste good and it needs to look good as well i mean some of that's marketing but yeah. <laughs> i mean, I, mean I, have a, I have a smoothie every morning which is amazingly good for you but you know tastes yeah terrible and i really, I, oh. you know, I dread it drinking it every single morning and it's that thing i mean when i was a kid we used to have this concept my mother introduced me to called spring medicine which is the thing that you <laughs> drink because it was good for you <laughs> oh. and the better and the better it was for you the worse it tasted and um oh well <laughs> and it must be quite tricky, sort of getting in all these different elements. I mean, I mean, where do you start? Do you start with the nutritional side? or you start with the the taste side? Where, where, how how does the process un, unfold to create? Oh, a-
1: it is a seriously challenging. Uh, you've you've hit the nail on the head there. Uh, particularly with the snack product, I did find the powder was a little bit easier. Uh, but uh, having said that as a dietitian, nutrition was going to be number one uh, and ingredients integrity. So a lot of the time, uh, what you'll see nowadays is that if there's, you know, gut health is per se trending. And so there are a lot of products that just throw in something like a chicory root fiber, which is a type of inulin, which is a type of prebiotic. And they just put in this one type and it's, you know, a relatively cheap ingredient and they make claims that it's a prebiotic, but, you know, as a whole, the whole product is not necessarily gut healthy. It could still be high in other sugars. It could be high in other refined carbohydrates. You know, it, it could be just relatively nutrient poor, but contain that one beneficial nutrient. And so, you know, at Up With Food, I was adamant on providing, you know, valuable nutrients in levels that there was enough science to support there being a benefit. So even if Uplift Food personally didn't didn't run the clinical study, there were clinical studies to back, you know, particular prebiotics or particular probiotics and giving in a dose that has that positive, what you call bifidogenic effect, so causing the probiotics to proliferate uh, and then ensuring that sort of some of, I guess, my own personal nutritional and ingredient criteria like removing any artificial flavors and artificial sweeteners and things like that uh, that may have a negative effect on the gut were also not included so yeah nutrition and ingredients are the number one pillar it up with food but I have certainly I know that consumer purchasing habits is based on taste so that has 100% had to come into it and as an example, the cookie product has been in development for over a year and a half now. So uh, it has certainly tested this entrepreneur's patience and resilience. Uh, we have had many failed uh, trials at the production plant, uh, but we've also seen glim- you know, a lot of glimmers of hope that show that we're very close to being able to, to bring these to consumers. So uh, that's that never-say-die attitude that has to come through.
0: Yeah, that's fascinating. So, so you mentioned resilience there very quickly. Um, can you use can is there a link between resilience and the sort of food you eat? It?
1: Well, I would say that you know some some of you. I believe I feel more resilient when my mental health is in check. You know, like if I'm feeling overwhelmed constantly and constantly stressed, then then that ability to be to keep your your mind frame in the position to be resilient when you get all those no's, or those those harder days, it, it you know you don't have the same strength. Or, or I believe I personally don't. So I have certainly seen and and I do express that, over, especially over the last few years. And there's been many challenging periods. I have I have very much said I credit the fact that I have so many prebiotics in my diet because there's a difference between feeling i believe you maybe when you become that in in tune with your body you can feel when there's a physiological down versus when it is just you know objectively something bad is happening i need to be able to manage this uh whereas you can sort of feel when your hormones are taking over or when sometimes you can't explain but you feel flat and i do believe that when you know since i have been nourishing my gut health uh those physiological changes result in me having a, a stronger and more you know more ability to to, ch- to challenge these things and to have a more positive mindset.
0: Yes, I mean there's, there's no doubt that I mean we talk about um, needing energy to have the resilience to manage your thoughts, and mm. to manage your stress, and if you're yeah. and if you're basically and I know we you know we talk a lot in the UK now about this link between um, as you said earlier between energy mental health and and, you know the fact that actually a lot of more enlightened doctors who are meeting people who are stressed and anxious and depressed or the first thing is they're checking their their diet before they put them onto anti probably before they put them onto antidepressants because because actually a lot can be achieved with diet good diet yes
1: definitely and i'm very happy to hear that some of the more modern doctors are going down that route, the functional practitioners. It's, it's wonderful to see. So if you're too,
0: um, I mean, there's a lot of supplements out there. Um, mm-hmm. is, is getting um, prebiotics from, from the sorts of things that you're talking about, is it, do you need to use those sorts of sort of foods, um, designed foods or designed supplements? Because actually there's not mm-hmm. enough natural prebiotic that in in sort of ad, the average sort of diet that we have is is that is that the idea of creating these pre-biotic, prebiotic dense foods?
1: Yeah, look, I think I ideally people were consuming all naturally occurring prebiotics in you know the foods that they're eating, but I think it's sort of the reality is that they're not so readily available in the commonly consumed foods these days. And unless someone is going to make a strategic effort to plan out their diet, to ensure that they are eating enough of the asparagus, enough of the onion, enough of the legumes, you know, every day, it is likely that there would be a deficiency in this particular nutrient. And so you've got, you know, over in the US, you've got, or I guess the international groups, so the Global Prebiotic Association and the International Scientific Group for Probiotics and Prebiotics. Uh, ISAP, they, you know, that they all give a recommendation that they they would say that it's likely that we would recommend that you consume some form of prebiotic supplement to support your diet. Yes. So, you know, I, I don't say that as as Caroland, our founder of Uplift Food. I, I say that as as a registered dietitian looking at some of the other professional bodies and what they're recommending, uh, and being realistic about what people are actually eating. Yes.
0: I find this absolutely fascinating, and I mean, I'm also fascinated the fact you're an entrepreneur and and such like, and I'm sure you could have a different <laughs> podcast just talking about that. But let's put that to one side for a minute. I just find this whole subject so interesting. So, so you're basically telling me I can eat myself happier and eat myself. Mm-hmm. I definitely How, think so. Really,
1: I mean, I is, genuinely it, believe
0: that it. it is quite a radical idea because. The trouble is that most food is designed to be gorgeous and actually quite bad for us, isn't it?
1: <laughs> well, if people are consuming on the number one element being taste, uh then, then it and and they continue to you know, that's where their dollars get spent because I think that you know, it's one thing for someone to say, I want to eat healthier. It's another thing for them to actually put their money where their mouth is and to purchase those healthier products. And, you know, there's this balance because a lot of the time these, you know, these truly healthier products and foods and even just, you know, natural organic ingredients are are more expensive. And there's this balance between, you know, what, what people can afford uh, and, and what is available. But I guess, you know there's ways of blending in some specialty functional foods with other whole foods and creating an enjoyable and nourishing eating pattern that you know is not just a diet but it's something that you can stick with for life yes
0: yeah. so you can use it as a supplement rather than as a as a replacement so, you, so yeah you get the balance between um, correct all- all sides because eating is a very sociable thing isn't it and sometimes so for example tomorrow night or the night after as I'm going to some sort of murder mystery evening um mm-hmm. dinner, but it's a dinner party and um, yeah. and and, the th- and and a lot of our social conventions are you know around food aren't they and it's it's not always the best food but food's part right. of the social environment isn't it so so having something like this in the background is actually quite interesting to sort of rebuild or Sort of plug the gaps, really.
1: Yeah, and and I think there is there is always a way. Like you know, I can say as someone who travels a lot for work and is not always with my kitchen and and having complete control over food. I, I you know, and that and I think that's fine. I think there is definitely a way of once you are once you've got the knowledge of what you need to be consuming, uh, then you can start to make the right choices based on the available options you have in front of you. And you can plan a little bit like having some of these functional products or supplements around you. But they are, they're called supplements for a reason. They are meant to supplement your your diet. They're not, you know, a lot of the time I think people, they almost start to like live off supplements and that's certainly not what's being yeah. advocated here. It's, yeah. it's meant to be on the side to help boost the nutrition.
0: So if people would like to find out more about you and your products and your approach and, and actually some... Yeah. Some really interesting recipes. I, I am. I am. Um, I must. Have, I must have, <laughs> I've already bookmarked to say and sent it over to my wife, who is in charge of all things um, healthy and nutritious in this household. Um, <laughs> how, how can people get hold of you? Uh,
1: yeah. So I mean, every day I'm sharing uh, my knowledge over on Instagram at the Prebiotic Dietitian, uh, but otherwise upliftfood.com. Is the website where there's a lot of information, and I guess for uh, UK or international uh, listeners that are not in America and they wanted to try the Daily Uplifter, uh, that can be ordered via a site, eVitamins.com, who ships globally for us. Yeah, yeah,
0: and I'm very. I'm having a little look at five ingredient prebiotic yogurt bark Oh blimey, blimey, no! <laughs> yeah, I'm stop, I'm
1: <laughs> stop this! now. Um, Super all to make. So just to reinforce that,
0: that upliftfood.com, which is certainly the um, site I've been having a look at and thoroughly enjoying, and and seeing all sorts of. I mean, to be honest with you, look, looking, you know, you're talking about food being more expensive, but it's pretty, it's pretty comparable to the, the things that we buy in some of the major shops. So it sounds like you've yeah. cracked the pricing down, and so oh, that's great. Doing my best. <laughs> and just, and just, just for my own benefit, what was the name
1: of the Instagram site again? The prebiotic dietitian.
0: Brilliant. Cara, it's been a joy to spend time with you today. I really do appreciate your time with us and I've learned a lot and I think that's for my mind. It's really really sort of cleared up this idea about where to focus our attention in terms of thinking about um, food and mental health. So thank you very much for that.
1: Pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: You take care. Thanks for listening today. You can go to our site, qedod.com forward slash podcasts and subscribe to hear other titles in our series. Or you can contact us at info at qedod.com to hear and find out more about tough love, leadership, accountability, resilience and burnout. You can go to our site, qedod.com forward slash burnout2019 to hear and get access to a load of resources to help you manage and fight Burnout. And you can go to qedod.com forward slash free ebook to hear more about the fundamentals of resilience. Until the next episode, keep on thriving.